3: the baseball game is over it's time for
4: the bayview shade and blind postgame show with tim allen on the fan it now is a final from st louis and the results are good as the brewers take game one of this double header three zip the final they haul off and throw a shutout it couldn't have lined up any better for craig council and his pitchers today brent Souter. In a bullpen game, goes four innings. Again, doubleheaders are seven-inning affairs here. Four scoreless for Brent Suter, two for Devin Williams. That's no surprise. And then Josh Hader locks it down in the seventh for his 12th save on the season. And the Brewers now at 28-29, a half game back in that wild card race. A full game, is that right? We'll update the standings in just a second. A full game back of St. Louis in the uh, race for the second-place position, which is an automatic bid into the playoffs. Now just three games remain here in the 2020 championship season. little hybrid action show tonight as uh, it's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show, getting you ready for Game 2 of the doubleheader and the Baby Shade and Blind postgame show after this Game 1 victory 3-zip. Top of the hour, uh, we will have the uh, high school Varsity Blitz scoreboard show powered by current electric uh, big time, Mike McGivern. He's got to be pretty pleased with high school action back into play here. So a tradition here for many, many years on the fan and big time. is going to be in the hot seat here at the top of the hour. And the Brewers will take uh, about a 30-35 minute, minutes or so uh, break in between games. But they get it done tonight. Tim Allen, after the last pitch of game two, make the switch. We'll be right back here talking about hope for his win and a doubleheader sweep to get him back to 500 with two to play. But right now, one under, one back of St. Louis, and three to play here in the 2020 campaign. I mean, just when you think they're out, here we go. Give you a little life. There's a little life Bruin, Cincinnati Reds are in Minnesota to take on the Twins. Twins still have something to fight for, although the White Sox are trying to give away that central as they are uh, stumbling to the finish line, that's for sure, showing their youth, I would imagine. But got to have a Twins victory today, and the Brewers would be in really good shape if they come up with a win in Game 2 here. We'll get a couple of comments from Josh Lindblom. He's going to start this second game, and wow, wow. That's what I can say. First inning in in this ball game. What's that, Sam? We are officially one game behind St. Louis. One game behind St. Louis and Cincinnati sandwiched right in the middle there. So we have to keep that red team in mind as well. Let's go back into our game recap. If, if you're just getting out of work, you're running late, you're running around or whatever, here's how the game shook out. Uh, the first inning, the Brewers go 1-2-3. And, again, these are seven-inning games. You have to consider that. Yelich and Braun with strikeouts. Brawny really struggling on the uh, road trip thus far. Just with one hit through the three, four, five games, uh, four games played for Brawny, just one hit throughout the four games. I wonder if that back is really acting up on him. But uh, notable that Christian Yelich struck out in that first inning 0 oh for his last 13 with eight strikeouts. After that first inning strikeout tonight for Christian Yelich. Come on, Yelly! Bottom of the first inning, Suter a scoreless inning. Had a double play because he allowed a leadoff infield single in the second inning. Brewers on the board. Dan Vogelbach leads off with of a walk. Keston with a base hit. First and second, nobody out. Jed Jerko then gets the ball in play, moves the runners over with one out, second and third for Eric Sogard. Sogard dumps one into center field, base hit. Berger are going to get a run as Vogelback comes in, and Milwaukee out in front early in this one, one to nothing. There you go, Eric Sogard, getting it done again on a high fastball. Yeah, that's a huge run right there, just to play with the lead, even though it's just one run. Or is it one run during the Arcia at bat with two strikes and one out? And runners at the corners, you wonder about this play I'm, I'm fascinated with this play it, it it could have been a hit and run with the first base runner and the batter Orlando Arcia as well as a contact play with the runner at third base so you got a couple of moving parts here and result a two-strike two out ball and play RBI from Arcia. And
5: Arcia, another roller to third. They'll concede the run and get the out at first base. So the Brewers, two to nothing now here in the second. Well, you love the
1: approach, right? A couple of guys with two strikes. And at first, it was Jerko to advance the base runners.
3: And then with two strikes, it's so and now Arcia driving in a run on a ground ball to third base.
4: Yeah, bat on the ball off Flaherty. And by the way, Flaherty just—he uh, struggled this year. That's for sure. What was he, Sam, runner-up in Cy Young last year or thereabouts?
1: Just about. I mean, he was a contender this year. I mean, go figure. The You figure when you go against Flaherty you're going to lose, and then last night you figure you're probably going to win. Go figure. Both of them happened, <laughs> and that's why you can't you can't give up on this team yet. You just, it's baseball, man. You don't
4: know what's going to happen. You don't know on a day-by-day day day basis. You just never know. Flaherty, five-plus ERA in his career against the Brewers, now six losses for Flaherty in his career head-to-head against the Brewers. Suter needs a shutdown inning with the Brewers up 2-zip in the bottom of the second inning. He's got three strikeouts through two scoreless. Got that shutdown inning. That was huge. The Brewers tack on in the third inning. I mentioned before that Yelly, in his last 13 at-bats, was 0-for-13 with eight strikeouts. Yelly, pitch in. Whatever you can do is going to help this offense because the offense certainly has struggled throughout the season, but the Brewers up 2-zip into the third inning, and Christian Yelich changes the score. This one hit to center field pretty good. Bader watches it fly out of the park. Home run for Christian
5: Yelich. Wow. Launched that one. I don't think Bader actually even saw it, did he?
4: He came in a few steps. That ball was was smoked into center field. A bomb to center field to extend the Brewers' lead to three-zip, bottom of the third. Now, Brent Suter, you need a shutdown inning here. You answer back from the mound, and he did that. Another scoreless inning. Wow. Uh, He's through three scoreless, and they really needed that. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a short start out of Brent Suter, and there's some trouble in River City for sure. Scoreless fourth for both teams. Suter, four scoreless, just two hits, and four strikeouts in the performance offensively, uh, Brewers had a chance in that fifth inning, walks to Garcia, and Yelly set the table, but Brawny hits into a double play, and it ends the threat. Uh, Devin Williams, the scoreless bottom of the fifth inning, gave up an infield single, but no runs into the sixth inning. Three, zip, crew, and uh, neither team scores in that sixth inning. The Cardinals go to their bullpen, and it's Gantt. Who allows a base hit to Keston Hira, and then the Cardinals and Gant and Schilt? They claim he's he's hurt. So that minimum rule, three batter minimum rule. Well, that's out out the door because uh, well, medical injury. It's you, you got to go with that, and he's out of the game. I I don't like that. It smells fishy to me. Halsey in, and he shuts the Brewers' uh, uh, threat down in that sixth inning. Devin Williams, a scoreless bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, he did allow a leadoff base hit, but a race done a double play and then a strikeout to Edmund ends that threat into the seventh inning, th- maintaining the three-zip lead, one-out single by Garcia in that seventh inning. Sets the stage for Yelly in the seventh inning, and he hits into a double play to end the threat. Bottom of the seventh inning, Josh Hader on. little dicey for Josh Hader. Leadoff double by Paul Goldschmidt. Then he goes uh, and gets a ground ball for the first out. Then a full count strikeout to Molina, and then a huge strikeout to end the Bre- end the game and a Brewers victory. Now again, twenty eight and twenty nine, well within this thing, guys. As the uh, crew has game two, they can pick up a half game, two games on the Cardinals. Uh, they can pick up a game and a half on on the Reds with a Reds loss and a Brewers game two victory. They can pick up. Uh, well, probably what would what would be a half game then, if um, actually two games on the Giants because they're in a doubleheader with the San Diego Padres. So you have a lot on the line here potentially. We're scoreboard watching tonight, top of the hour. Speaking of which, high school varsity blitz scoreboard show. Powered by Current Electric, uh, Mike McGivern's going to be in. Josh Lindblom is going to start the second game. We'll see if those lineups are out and get a couple of comments from Lindblom up next. As Well, it's two shows in one. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show after game one of this doubleheader and the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show getting you ready for game two of the doubleheader. Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz talking Brewers baseball tonight here on The Fan.
3: The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen
4: on the fan. It is a final from St. Louis, and the result is not good here in game two. But game one, the results were good. A three-zip victory in game one of this doubleheader here. Welcome, everybody. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz is here. Nice job from the gang uh, with the scoreboard show tonight as uh, I was getting caught up on some of the high school football scores because the Brewers, well, they were about to get no hit for the second time this year. They end up mustering up a couple of hits to keep it a little honest. They do bust the shutout as well here in game two, but a 9-1 defeat in game two does not mean that this team is eliminated quite yet. It it just doesn't. They're They're mathematically still alive. However, uh, Sam Schmitz is here as well, and we're going to shake out some of the details and some of the scenarios as we move along in the show here. Because um, I believe, and this is unofficial, but I'm pretty sure that a loss eliminates them in tomorrow's uh, Game 4, this five-game set. Just two games left here in the 2020 campaign after they split the twin bill, and last Monday, a doubleheader split against the Cardinals. Last Wednesday, a doubleheader split against the Cardinals. And now a doubleheader split against the Cardinals again on Friday. Pretty tough. It's almost it's almost like you, you can't, these days, pencil in a doubleheader sweep anymore. Because it's been proven out that, at least in these three opportunities, neither team has done that. Brewers record now 28 and 30. What the loss does here in game 2 it prevents certainly the Brewers from get, getting to a winning mark and getting over 500. They will not be over 500 at all this year. I mean think about that. Not one game have they been over 500 going all the way back to when the 60 game sprint season started uh against the Chicago Cubs on July 24th. So we do have uh mathematical possibilities here and we'll shake that out. As the Brewers again, they split the twin bill today. Beautiful win in game 1. It was it was outstanding. We talked about that in between the two games. You know, you used a uh, uh, Brent Suter for four scoreless and Devin Williams for a couple of scoreless innings. Josh Hader locked down uh, save number 12. And then the Brewers at that point did have a chance to get over five hundred, but with this loss again, twenty eight and thirty, going back to uh, going back to trying to not have a losing record, but that's not a good that's not a good situation. That that reminds me of the two thousand five season, two thousand six seasons, where hey, just don't have a losing season. That's not quite where the brewers are at right now. They're still mathematically alive. But uh, in this one, uh, the, the nightcap here, uh, the Chevy MVB brought to you by Chevy, the 2020 Chevy Silverado. Check it out at your local Chevy dealers or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. You've got to give it to Orlando Arcia. Daniel Ponce de Leon, was, uh, he was cruising. He was, uh, what, six outs away from a no-hitter, and wouldn't that have been something? I mean that would just figure that they would get no hit again this year. And honestly, with the way this uh, it shouldn't surprise too many people. I mean it's tough to throw a no hitter, obviously. But um uh, you know, with the way the offense has been this year, that wouldn't have been a huge surprise for a lot of fans. Um but they don't. They uh they get it. Orlando Garcia, that's Chevy MVB, because uh in the sixth inning uh, De Leon was kind of cruising through the five innings, no hits. So he just allowed the one walk. But with one swing of the bat, this is our only highlight of this uh, nightcap here, a 9-1 to loss. we got to give it to Orlando Arcia here in the sixth. First three he he denied, but he kept traveling around to different colleges playing ball as
5: Arcia hits his one to deep center field. Bader oh, watches go. it fly. There's the Brewers' first hit and first run of the game. And enough of that.
4: Yeah, the Brewers finally on the board. They cracked the hit column at the same time, and you know, Landon Walsh, he gave that a ride to center. You got to like Schroeder. Yeah, I mean, you just do. Enough of that. I, I'm with him. I'm with him on most things, uh, and I'm definitely with him on that because, you know, it just didn't. The the, the, you know, the fact that you might have been no hit for the second time this year, that, that wouldn't have played out well. So that's no one's going to remember. It's just another loss, right? Not a near no-hitter loss, it's just another loss, but a big loss in the grand scheme of things outside of that no-hitter as uh, the Brewers hanging on to dear life with two games remaining. Now, I've been uh, referring to this stat quite a bit this year that since 2017, the Brewers have played only one game that has not meant anything in terms of a pennant race. I mean, all the way back to opening day in 2017, every single game but one. And that was the final day in 2017, ironically, against St. Louis, uh, in which it didn't matter in the standings or in a pennant race or in a playoff uh, possibility. One game, all of 17, all of 18, all of 19, and here all of 20 through the 58 games, that's something, guys. It is something. And, you know, tomorrow they win a ball game, and it goes down to the final game again with it meaning something so it would be what 17 18 19 20, four consecutive years of every single game but one meaning something significant for this team i think that's that's pretty cool it is and i think that that bodes well for this organization as as you move forward uh they don't uh they don't get but two hits in this ball game eric sogard had a base hit in the 7th inning and and you just heard the orlando arcia home run right there I can't figure out the offense here. Sam, do you want to verify a, a Daniel Ponce de Leon earned run average this year? I just want to make sure make sure I got this thing right because I, I just I, I think I'm with you and 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 all the rest of the Brewers fans here that there is no way to figure out this Brewers offense. No,
1: they're the ultimate tease. I feel like as soon as you get your hopes up, they just bring you right back down to earth. Daniel Ponce De Leon's ERA for this year after tonight currently sitting at 4.96.
4: Yeah, a, a, a plus five ERA coming into this ball game tonight, and you you get two hits and a run off this dude through six innings of work on his side in a game in which you just wow you just needed so bad. I mean, they would have been in such a nice situation um, had they won this this twin bill here, but they end up splitting and. You know, again, uh, just like I said, and we, we talked about last week uh, with the two doubleheaders, uh, Brewers did take three of five in that series, but with the two doubleheader splits, it's like kissing your sister, and it's just not – it just doesn't feel right, even though you, you held serve a little bit and stayed in this thing. that That's how important that game one victory was. Crazy season, crazy times, crazy things can happen here with two games to play they're not mathematically eliminated yet with two with these two games to play. Uh there's a night game tomorrow and then a daytime affair on Sunday. And I have a programming note that I'd really prefer not to tell you about, but I have to after the break here. So sit tight. I'll get you a programming note. And it's it's you know, I just have to do it. It's part of the job. I don't want to do it. I don't want to give you this information, but I have to do it. So sit tight. We'll have that for you next. Brewers in Game 2. They get blown out 9-1. Josh Lindblom, not good. Drew Rasmussen, my guy, not good. Eric Lauer, not good again. I want to just mention after the break here, I want to get into uh, a potential are-you-kidding-me moment with David Stearns. I'll make sense of that, and it involves... One left-handed Eric Lauer after the break here. A lot to get to. We'll hear from Craig Council and a lot more coming up. If you guys want to jump in here, 414-799-1250. You're listening to the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show. Tim Allen along with Sam Schmitz. Brewers split the twin bill. We'll be back on The Fan.
3: It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing, are you kidding me, moment of the game on the fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to genewagnerplumbing.com.
4: Okay, depending on the outcome of a couple of games here, you may be in a must-win situation. You pretty much are anyway tomorrow, so we'll see. We'll check that out. Are you kidding me? Moment of the game, or games here, as it were. The Brewers do get a win today, and they take game one three-zip, a three-zip shutout uh, behind Brent Suter's four-scoreless, Devin Williams' two-scoreless, and Josh Hader with an inning scoreless and a save, but... Uh, the nightcap didn't go so well, a 9-1 to defeat, and that's a big defeat, guys. Uh, we'll try and make heads or tails out of this uh, in just a second. Uh, Trent Grisham, and, and the reason I bring this up is like, man, are you kidding me? Uh, David Stearns makes a trade of Trent Grisham and Zach Davies to the San Diego Padres uh, in uh, this past offseason, and in return, you saw what you you did get in return uh with Eric Lauer on the hill today uh in this game too and and he got pummeled. I mean, he's he's uh he's a little messy right now. Now again, fairly young, team control, left-hander, can get up there 92 93. He's got some things to work on. And then you also received Luis Urias, uh the um, middle infielder for the most part, although has played some good third base for the crew this year and needs a little seasoning himself. Coming into this year, had only 75 or so games in the big league. So you traded down a little bit in terms of youth uh, on Urias. But uh, Trent Grisham having a really good year for the San Diego Padres. And it looks like that that is the, the tipping point of that trade. Even Zach Davies. Again, you were going to have to pay Zach Davies. I hope that trade had nothing to do with money. Uh, as Zach Davies is about to get paid here in the next year or two or three. Um, and, and some decent money for, for what the uh, what the numbers say that he is. But we're going to have to be patient. But I understand on the surface, Eric Lauer and Luis Urias for Zach Davies and Trent Grisham, are you kidding me? That moment may have been exposed, the are-you-kidding-me moment with Gene Wagner plumbing. Uh, Tim Allen, uh, after a Brewers split in the doubleheader today, 414-799-1250, are you still uh, reserving some sort of hope here? Because I am. Until the math says uh, you shouldn't, then you should remain hopeful here. Number one, let's start with tomorrow's ballgame. You're going to have to win that game tomorrow. And you're going to have to have some help the way it looks uh because right now the Brewers trail the St. Louis Cardinals by two games in the central for second place. Now, if they end up tying the St. Louis Cardinals, I mean that that opens just a spider web of different uh you know angles on this playoff race. This is one of the interesting things about this uh shortened season and expanded playoffs that i'm I'm fairly fascinated with. If this were a regular season, we'd be going baseball crazy, guys. We would. I'm I don't know about you, Sam, being somewhat of a traditionalist myself. I'm open for change. I really am, and I, and I didn't need to see a, a work in motion a little bit. I think we're getting a free look at what expanded playoffs might might be in Major League Baseball. You like or don't like?
1: I like it. Um there are some things that, you know, some teams that definitely don't deserve to be in, especially in the American League that somehow snuck in. So, you know, it's interesting, but overall I, I'm I'm for it.
4: I I am too. I, the one thing I don't like and I think they're doing this just by region and and it's COVID baseball and all that. I you know, the tiebreaker system doesn't make a a whole hell of a lot of sense to me, but I know you you had to do some tiebreakers that required non tiebreaker games. No games you know game 163 for example in this case it'd be game 61. Uh and so I understand that part of it, but just the expand, expanded playoff part or first and second in each division get in, that to me is the most interesting out of all of it. Because it does allow a couple of teams within each division to kind of stay afloat Stay in there. I think it might, you know, some would say it would shut down the trade deadline. I'm not so sure of that. More teams involved. I think the more gambles pe- uh, people are going to take as as GMs, more teams are going to, you know, roll the dice a little bit more because more teams are in it. Might as well seize the advantage. So I, I do, uh, I, I am interested. And again, I, I haven't made a full decision on that yet for what it's worth. But it is pretty interesting. All the other leagues are doing it, and they're doing it for a reason. There's some pretty intelligent people making decisions in the NBA and in the NFL and the NHL in terms of playoffs and, and you know significant games, games that mean something, even NASCAR. I mean, you look at the way NASCAR was for many, many years. Now you look at NASCAR, they've, they've got a playoff structure set up. Whereas they never did that. It keeps uh, more, more teams afloat, if you will. I don't know. It's, uh, it's just something we're, we're getting a free play at. So the Brewers, if they beat the St. Louis Cardinals, they would be tied. It would force them, the Cardinals, to play two additional games. And it looks like it may be a doubleheader uh, unofficially scheduled against the Detroit Tigers on Monday. So that would be in play. It would be Tigers fans. Win the two. Cardinals obviously would lose the two. You end up tied. Both the Cincinnati Reds and the San Francisco Giants are a game and a half as we speak ahead of the Brewers. With a half game pending because they're both in play right now. Now this is for the wild card. So the two wild card teams, Cincinnati Reds, San Francisco Giants. Game and a half back of both. They're both tied. Well, a half game pending, it bumps it down to a game. Guys, they're alive for the wild card as well. They're alive for the for the second place uh, automatic playoff, you know, structure in the in this case, and they're alive for the wild card. So, I mean, you're you're going to go down to the final game. It it looks like it's coming down to Sunday. It it really does. You got to lay it all out on the line tomorrow. Alright, we'll get to uh Craig Council, but the uh long story short on this, they are mathematically alive. We'll get an update after the break of those uh those two games that we're following. San Francisco and San Diego. And did Trent Grisham just help out the Brewers in a way? We'll 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 make heads or tails out of that in just a second here. And uh, also we're keeping an eye on that Twins Reds game. Uh, one game good, one game not so good, but still early in the not so good game. So stick around. Game and a half back of the wild card uh, with a half game pending. Two games back of uh, second place in the NL Central. That's as easy as I can describe it right there. 414-799-1250. I'm reserving hope. Are you, Mike, on the south side? What's going on?
2: You know what, Tim? You're just you there? I'm here. You just changed my whole take. If I'm standing on the home bridge, you know, Don't do it. The thing, I'm going to call you. <laughs> you are so positive. No,
4: but it's and a reality. They're thing. in it.
2: You changed my whole take. I, I can't wait to watch tomorrow.
4: Well, it's a Muslin you know, game. Did
2: you ever see the poster? It's a goose, and the thing's tra- he's trying to eat the a rat or something, and he's, he wouldn't let him eat the rat and said, never stop trying. Okay, so I'm going to get to this, my take. Reds Cardinals, why do we struggle so much with these two teams? Can you answer that?
4: Well, you do play them a lot, that's for oh, sure, yeah. so it's it's going to be built in that uh, there's going to be some some players and some teams that bug you. You know what bugs Every me right year. now? You know what bugs me right now, Mike, and I'm going to this Dylan Carlson, okay, for the St. Louis Cardinals, one of their top prospects, if not their the top prospect in their organization. Look out for this guy. I think we have a new hated uh, St. Louis Cardinal, and it might be Dylan Carlson. He's, no, he's a good ball one player. Quick
2: take after that. Go ahead. You never hear it's Boston Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees. You can't add a third team. We beat the Cubs. To get in the playoffs. Okay, Arcea, I thought I was his agent last year. I said, this guy's going to be an all star next year with a big payday.
4: Had a and decent I'm, year, I'm though. So
2: confident for next year, you know? And.
4: He's had a decent year. I mean, he's hit, oh, probably yeah. hitting 30, 40 points higher than most what? of these other guys.
2: Hold on. Remember the playoffs?
4: Yep. Yeah, you got he hot late that. last year.
2: That's why I said, I, well, I'd have to learn Spanish if I was his agent, but I just grab by the collar and say, you can be great. Yeah. This guy's looking at a big payday down the road.
4: Yeah, all right, they Mike, said, good good talking with you. Have fun watching the game tomorrow as the Brewers are still in this thing, and Uh, After the break here, we will uh, check on that San Francisco Giants score against the San Diego Padres. And Trent Grisham, you go do your thing. You just go do your thing and help out the Brewers in some way. And then we'll check out also the Twins-Reds fairly early in that one, about mid-game, I would say. And the Twins still with a shot to beat the Reds. So, hey, a lot can happen in the span of two games. A lot more than I thought, a lot more than you thought coming into you know, this show tonight coming off of a, a doubleheader split, which is what occurred today. Brewers, they take game one, three-zip the final, and 9-1, they fall in game two. Bayview Shade and Blind post-game show. Tim Allen after a Brewers doubleheader split here with the fan.
3: It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on the fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power. On the web at liuna113.org.
4: You know, for as bad as this team can look at times, they they are still in it. Jekyll and Hyde offense. Man, oh man. Uh, 9-1, they lose game two. They win three zip and a shutout victory in game one. You try and figure it out those of you within the sound of my voice those of you following brewers baseball this year it, it's just it's it's mind boggling what this offense is this year and what it isn't this year it's just back and forth it, it you know they they get on a little bit of a roll and then just go right back into you know a, a near no hitter again how many times has that happened this year I mean, I think we counted five times minimum that it was nine up, nine down. I think there were four times 12 up, 12 down. Obviously the no-hitter. In this one, they were no-hit through five innings of play. I mean, that's crazy. That's just crazy how that can happen. Yet they last week put up 18 runs in a game. A couple of weeks ago, they put up 19 runs in a, in a victory, a shutout victory over Detroit. You try and figure it out because I can't. Guys like Jesus Aguilar down there in Miami, 34 RBIs. That's probably Yelich and uh, pick another player combined. Yelich
1: has
4: 22. Yeah, Yelly with 22 RBIs being outdone by Zeus. I mean, Christian Yelich in game one busted up an 0 for 13 with eight strikeout skid. I mean, he's, it looks like he's ending the season the way he started it. One for twenty-seven with twelve strikeouts. You cannot possibly be that that bad if you. Well, he is. I mean, I can't figure it out. Clean slate going into next year. That's for damn sure, and he better clear his head. I have, again, every confidence in the world, and I'm down to eighteen innings in the regular season. That Christian Yelich is going to have an impact. He did in game one. That was a that was a big time solo shot in the third inning. Game a little bit of a cushion, and uh, you know the Brewers went on to win three zip. But at two zip, it's just a little different feel in baseball. You get to three zip, and you, you you know you can start making different decisions. So he did have an impact in game one, but I mean an impact, and it just really has not happened. I think there was a there was a span of two games just a few weeks ago uh, in which Yellie was four for five with like three walks, a double, and a homer. That's about the hottest little little spurt that he had. That's it. Last year, last the last two years, just amazing. You see some of these Fox Sports Wisconsin commercials, and it says, yeah, let's does it again. And they say, boy, the good old days, huh? Um, yeah, it's. I still think, I, and I'm, I'm going to stay with it all the way to the end. I, I am. I, he just, I I can't figure it out how he can look so bad, and yet uh, he's Christian Yelich. I don't know. Some something's going. On. There's probably a number of factors going on there. Uh, we're down to the two games left, and you're going to have to have an impact in probably what three at bats, three or four at bats out of the eight that you're going to get, eight or nine maybe that you're going to get in the two games. We'll see. All right. We'll go inside the box with Labor's International Union Local 113 as we check out the second game here. We kind of went over that first game with you when that game came to a close. But in this one, there's just two hits, Sam. You got the easy one tonight.
1: Well, I guess so, unfortunately. So, Abacil Garcia leading things off 0 for 3 tonight as well. Christian Yelich, 0 for 2. Hey, but he had a walk, but he is still batting 205 this year, unfortunately.
4: Yeah, What do you, I mean, If you figure it out. I mean, you, you, you start one for 27 with 12 Ks, that's an uphill climb in 60 games. So maybe it just snowballed from there, and you know, maybe maybe he's uh, ready to get this thing done. I think a lot of players are. More on that in just a bit.
1: Yeah. So after that, Ryan Braun, 0 for 2 tonight as well. Daniel Vogelbach, 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. Keston Hira, 0 for 3 as well. Jed Jerko, 0 for 1. Jace Peterson, who had a pinch hit, 0 for 1 as well. Eric Sogard, hey, we got a hit. One for three. Orlando Arcia, we all know, had the solo shot. One for three, one run in RBI. And Jacob Nottingham, 0 for 1 as well, but he did get a walk. On the pitching side, close your ears. Ouch. Josh Lindblom, two and a third of an inning on four hits. Three runs given up, all earned. One walk, two strikeouts. Alex Claudio gets in afterwards. One inning, only two strikeouts, no earned runs, and no hits given up. Drew Rasmussen, one inning pitched. Three hits, three runs given up, all earned, one walk, three strikeouts as well. Eric Lauer finally came back, one and two-thirds of an inning, two hits, three runs, all earned, three walks, and two strikeouts. Three walks? Three walks.
4: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: His uh, ERA is up to 13.09 now.
4: Yeah, he's got to turn things around. Well, it's growing pains there, for yeah. sure.
1: JP Fire as in the final pitcher getting in on tonight's action for game two. He went one inning clean and nothing given up. Josh Lindblom gets the loss. He is now two and four. His ERA is up to five point one six now. And believe it or not, this was Daniel Ponce de Leon's first win of the year. Mm. And as mentioned before, his ERA four point nine six. The Brewers they get one run on two hits, no
4: errors. The Cardinals get nine runs on nine hits, no errors. Yeah, all right. And the Brewers are twenty eight and thirty now with two games remaining here in the twenty twenty season. Uh, So down to two games, and and you're going to need some help here. Now, you're getting help on one end of the spectrum, and that is the uh, San Francisco Giants are losing to the San Diego Padres. And that game, uh, half game pending, Brewers trailed the Giants by a game and a half. Trent Grisham just had a go-ahead RBI base hit, and then, uh, then, then one of the big boys, one of the big young boys in baseball hit a two-run shot, is that right?
1: Yep, Fernando Tatis followed up Grisham with a two-run home run, and Wilmer Flores just grounded out into a fielder's choice for the Giants, driving in a run, so it is now Three to two, Padres. Top of the fourth, man. two outs.
4: Yeah, see, San Francisco, Kapler and and company. Man, he's got that team playing for something here. But San Diego's uh, one of the s- surprise teams, or a Cinderella team, at least, or a feel-good story. Uh, the Slam Diego. Remember that earlier this summer, we uh, we talked about that on some of the hot August nights here on the post-game show, but. A half game pending there, the Brewers could trail the Giants if San Diego holds on by a game for one of the wild-card spots with two to play. That says they're in it. If the Twins come back to take care of the Reds, that same situation would occur versus the Cincinnati Reds. One game back with two to play. They're in it. If the Brewers win the next two games against the Cardinals, which they trail by two games, that ties the Cardinals again. They're in it. It just comes down to 18 innings of baseball, and they really need the victory tomorrow to make some of these scenarios make sense. However, is there an opportunity for the Brewers to be eliminated tomorrow night? I think so. If San Francisco comes back to win, if the uh, Cincinnati Reds hold on to win, and if the Brewers lose tomorrow, I think that might do it. So... Tomorrow is a must-win game for the Milwaukee Brewers. All right, 799-1250 if you want to jump in here. Craig Council on tap. He's on deck. It is next year. Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show on The Fan.
3: It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on The Fan.
4: Uh, welcome back. Brewers split the doubleheader today. Ouch. In game two, a 9-1 loss. But, yes, in game one, a three-zip victory. Brent Suter, four scoreless. We're going to hear from the Brewers' left-hander coming up in just a little while. 28-30 and 30 now. Two games remain here in the 2020 craziness season. Uh, and they are still alive. We'll update uh, that San Francisco Giants score. We'll see if the Twins are coming back against the Cincinnati Reds. Need a little help here. Uh, uh, in all honesty, they do. But, again, this loss here did not eliminate et- the Brewers uh, out of anything. And so it does go to tomorrow, second to last game of the year, and the Brewers are still alive for a postseason berth. Let's check the pulse of Craig Council.
6: Another, a really good bullpen game in that opener, just the way you wanted wanted it. Must have been disappointing to see the second game get away, so that you know you never really had a chance. that. um, yeah,
5: uh, like the first game, as far as what Brent did, um, you know, he gave us four innings, which is um, you know, I, and, and no runs, as good as we could have hoped for, for sure. Um, you know, he pitched extremely well in that first game, and. Did enough offensively against a good pitcher, um, you know, to, to get it done, and um, you know, the second game it just didn't go well. You know, Josh, there was just a lot of hard contact with Josh, and and so we, you know, made, made a quick move and tried to normalize it, but um, you know, we didn't hit and we didn't pitch well in the second game.
1: Craig, the didn't hit has obviously been something you've come in and said a lot was ponce de leon that great tonight or do you think it was another just another night where your offense just wasn't stringing it together
5: um i thought he pitched pretty well i thought the first inning you know he didn't he didn't really have a breaking ball and and um but as as the game went on i, I thought he I thought he pitched pretty well tonight we got the in the i think it was the fourth Yelly yeah, hit a ball hard and Braun hit a ball hard and, and that was, you know, kind of our, our chance and they, they made some plays on those balls. But um, I, I thought he pitched pretty well tonight. I did. I thought his breaking ball and his cutter and his you know, he got his curveballs kind of going and as the game went on pretty good.
4: Craig, it's obviously a, a tough
5: spot for Eric Lauer there. Um, is it hard just to assess kind of where he's at because of how his season has gone with like kind of the starts and stops and
3: sort yeah. of the back
5: of time? Yeah, no, it's this is I mean there I, I wouldn't say that any assessments are being made from this outing tonight for Eric. It's he's you know it's an incomplete really is what what his season's been unfortunately. so um, that's what I'd say. it's kind of just incomplete.
6: What about uh Rasmussen, Craig? He'd been really good for so long and now you know, a couple
5: of outings not keeping the ball in the park. Is that just the learning curve of a rookie? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I think Drew's has gotten a lot of feedback and and Drew is a young pitcher, you know, experience wise, just really young with experience. And he's got a really good arm. Um but um you know, I think we've learned a lot, little bit about him, and he's learned about the league and, and how he has to improve. But um, I, I still think he can get outs for us. I, I do think he can get big outs. And he just I think the, the left-handed hitter is, is kind of a, an issue he's going to have to understand of you know, where, where to go and where it's safe. And you're right, keeping the ball in the park against that, that hitter is going to be important.
2: Craig, not that it impacts anything
1: you do, but do you even spend any energy looking at your various scenarios of how you can still
7: get into the postseason?
5: Um, I don't have to. You guys will help me with that. So I really don't have to.
6: It looks, you know, Craig, there's still some stuff going
5: on. Explain it to me.
6: Uh, Boy, you don't want me to do it because I'm going to get it wrong. (laughs) Adam will correct me if I get it wrong. there's still some games out there being played um but some spots are being won tonight it looks like 30 30 is your only chance um, yeah no
5: i i mean I think I, I mean I've, I've been pretty clear with it. we got to win the series so we got to win the next two games there's no question about that i, I think we know that um you know I, I know that if we win the next two games there's a shot and it's a and it's and it's not like a long shot there's a, there's a decent shot with the craziness that you know, you'd think might go on everywhere else that we have a shot. So, you know, our mission's pretty simple now. We got to win two games. And, and uh, so you still feel like, um, you know, some things got to happen, but if you win two games, you got a pretty good chance at least to, at least to um, see what happens on Monday, maybe. Brent was saying it's felt like do or die the last couple weeks every game, just because things are so tight in that regard. Can it kind of help y'all just that you've kind of been in playoff mode a little bit for the last couple of weeks needing to win or just yeah, like, I mean, this is a mode we've been in for the past four Septembers for, for players that have been around. So, um, no different, no different really. Um, you know, in, in my eyes, it's, it's, it's very similar. Maybe feels like kind of, you know, honestly, it feels kind of like the end of 2017 when we were going down and we were here in St. Louis and kind of had to do the same thing as win a couple games.
6: about the guy you're facing the Adam Wayne? saw him recently. He's really good. Like Paul, he's a curves up there. It's um, the a challenge for your offense, isn't it?
5: Yeah, no, it's two good pitchers tomorrow rematch with one of the double headers last week in Milwaukee. And, um, so it's, you know, we, we gotta have, we've had some good games against, uh, Wayne, We, he pitched, you know, we, we scored early and then he, he kind of, he, he held us down pretty good. So, um, you know, it's the same thing. We gotta create pressure and create situations to score. And, and, um, you know, I think what he's going to pitch a good game tomorrow. Um, but, we, you know, you're right, we got we do have to create offense and we have to, you know, the, you know we put ourselves in a hole right away tonight. And that's that's um, not an easy way to go about, it, especially the
3: shortened games. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the current electric spark of the game during today's game on the fan. Go to callcurrent.com for your superhero electricians
4: couple of sparks in a couple of games. Orlando Arcia breaks the no-hitter in the shutout with a solo home run in Game 2. Spark of the game with Current Electric. Also, uh, Christian Yellich, a solo shot in Game One, third inning to give the Brewers a three-run lead at that time. Spark of the game with Current Electric. Your electrician superheroes. Check them out at callcurrent.com. Learning something a little bit about these seven-inning doubleheaders that, number one, I'm not liking them. Um, (laughs) uh, Number two is you need to score early. And that just, it's an entirely different dynamic of the game when you are playing from the lead early in in seven innings. It's it's crazy how you think, you know, it's the third inning, still early. It's really not, guys, not at all. Number two, I think it's completely unfair. I don't know who made this rule up. So in a nine-inning game, you need to go five innings to be eligible for a a win, a statistical win. But in a seven-inning game, Brent Suter goes four scoreless innings. (laughs) And he does not qualify for the victory because he didn't go five. Give me a break. Come on. I mean, t- sometimes we get too cute with this stuff, this analytical information and, and how it's officially scored and who's credited or not credited with certain things in baseball. Uh, there's other little nuances to the game that I could, I, I could talk two hours on that. Fielder's Choice, I, I occasionally have a problem with that big time, but maybe for another show. Uh, Sam, I don't even think you know my philosophy on Fielder's Choice's. I I don't think I do. I think the batter, I'll just tell you now, uh, before the break. And we will hear from Brent Suter coming up. Let's say that there's a runner at first base, and the batter hits a screamer up the middle. Uh, The second baseman flags it down, knocks it down, well into left center field, let's say. Trickles by him, picks it up, and just backflips it to second base. The base runner had to hold up a little bit, and then he gets uh, forced out at second base. Got me? Yeah. Okay. The batter then gets an offer. That's a fielder's choice. He was, he was discredited because there was a runner on base. Simply because there was a runner on base, he goes over in that at bat. When the reality is in every way, shape, or form, that's a base hit except when there's a runner on first base. Is there no way he's going to throw them out at first. We've seen that a million times. This is one of the little nuances. I've got about nine or 58,000 of them <laughs> built up here, but that's, that's one of them. I think it should be a judgment call. He got, again, you don't get a hit because there's a runner on base, what? It just doesn't seem right. it should be a judgment call on the official score there uh you you again, I th- bounced this off Adam Mccalvey once too, and he agreed he never really thought it about it that way. I bounced this off him last year, and he's like, yeah, that's interesting. I think the official scorer should have some lateral movement on fielder fielder's choices on uh, on their call, but you know in this one in this particular situation for Brent Souter, four scoreless innings on two hits. And, and he doesn't get the win, but Devin Williams does for pitching two scoreless in a three-zip game. The f- By the way, the fifth and sixth innings of a scoreless game. So, I don't know. Welcome to the gripe line here. 799-1250 if you want to jump in here. We're going to hear from Brent Suter coming up, and we'll uh, update the Cincinnati Reds against the Minnesota Twins. That is not good. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Cincinnati Reds may be clinching a playoff Ticket tonight with a victory. We'll make heads or tails out of that coming up. Bayview Shade and Blind post game show here on The Fan. It's the Bayview
3: Shade and Blind post game show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game on The Fan. It's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500.
4: Yeah, something may have happened for a team in the Central that hasn't happened since 2013. So we'll update the scoreboard in just a couple of minutes. Brewers today, uh, they split the doubleheader again. Seems to be a holding pattern. Brewers and Cardinals, their third doubleheader in less than two weeks, and they've split all three of them uh, no more on the uh, schedule thus far here that we're aware of. Crazy Crazy times, though, right? Uh, Brewers go back at it a single game tomorrow, single game on Sunday. They need to win them both to punch their ticket. And, uh, again, we'll, we'll check out a few playoff scenarios coming up in a little while, but we're San Diego Padres fans right now. We're Minnesota Twins fans right now. Well, Padres fans for the rest of the weekend, Twins fans for the rest of the weekend. We potentially could end up being Detroit Tigers fans by the time this thing is done. Right now, uh, game one uh, goes to the Brewers 3-zip. Game 2, 9-1 goes to the Cardinals. And in game one, Brent Suter did everything he could. Guys, you may recall last year coming off Tommy John. He was outstanding down the stretch for the crew and was, in large part, a big part. Of uh, how the Brewers did hit the postseason last year, but he did his job in Game One tonight, going four innings, fifty-nine pitches, two hits, no runs. Here's Brent Suter after that game.
5: Just, what was your mindset going into that game in terms of how long you were planning to pitch? Was did you think? Was there any idea in terms of how many innings you we were going to be going, how many pitches,
7: anything like that? Um, you know, I was I was hoping to go uh, five would be would have been. Really awesome, uh, just knowing that a lot of guys were used the night before. But I was – honestly, um, I was thinking that a little bit before the game, but then it sounds cliche, but I was just going pitch to pitch, you know, inning by inning when the game actually started. So um, I never – we never talked about it during the game, how long I'd be going. But um, a little bit before the game, I was just thinking right, it would be really good to go five, but um, did, did everything I can, was feeling really good, um, and fortunately we won that, won, won that one.
6: That, that was a pretty good bullpen game, wasn't it? With you going four and Devin going two and then Josh. I mean, when when you think about piecing a game together, that, that went I know you just said you would have loved to gone five, but all things considered that worked out pretty well, don't you think?
7: Yeah. Um and we yeah, uh, you know, we all threw the zeros up there, which is big. Um and the offense did a great job uh, getting out to a pretty early lead and uh, we were able to hold it. So yeah, Devin, Devin and Josh were fantastic. Um uh, and, yeah, it was, a, it was a big win, and uh, we needed a couple more this weekend to stay alive.
1: And how do you look at that now? Do you even spend any time looking at the different scenarios of, of how you could still get into the postseason?
7: Um, maybe a little bit. I was doing a little scoreboard watching the second game um, just, you know, because it's right there and very, very large. But um, I was just kind of – we were just thinking to ourselves, like, you know, we, we all we can do is – control, we can control and go out and win, Um, you know, so winning is the big, the big key here um, to take. If we lose one of the next two, I don't know what the scenarios are, but it puts us in a much more difficult spot than if we can uh, win the next two games. So uh, let's just try to go out and win some baseball games.
6: If if the Giants win tonight, uh, Brent, you're going to have to win the last two games because otherwise, if you lose one, the Cardinals will also get the thirty wins. And you guys can't get the thirty wins. So I mean you gotta win the you know, it looks like you're gonna to have to win these last two. So I mean you're really in must win mode now.
7: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we've been been there for the last it seems like the last month we've been in must win mode. Um but uh, I mean you're obviously going out to try to win every game, but um these last couple of weeks have felt like you know, every every game is a, a do or die scenario, and you know the you know, the wins are like okay, we held serve, and then the, the losses are you know tough tough punches to take. But like you said, we got to win, We've got to win this weekend.
3: It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Postgame show. It's time to find out the turning point of the game on The Fan. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Check out all the events and track rental info at greatlakesdragaway.com.
4: Well, you just heard Brent Suter right there, and, and, and he's right. They they just have to win here, and uh, we'll check the scoreboard after the break. But uh, they're, they're in a must-win situation. They may... Again, just unofficially, we we like to look at all these scenarios, but just unofficially, guys, you may have to take down the Cardinals in two games and then hope for the Giants to lose one of the next two and then hope the um, Detroit Tigers can win one of those games. Against the St. Louis Cardinals, that may be, and then look out for the Phillies. They're still involved here just a little bit, but we'll try and make heads or tails. That that might be the way in, guys. Sam, does that make sense? I mean, you beat the Cardinals, you end up tying them. Uh, well, you're you're even. They they will have two additional games left against the Detroit Tigers, and if San Francisco loses one of the next two, including tonight, after if they lose tonight, one of the next two. Then you have a scenario where the Detroit Tigers could put you into the playoffs. That sounds about right, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. From everything that we've been tracking so far, that sounds like the correct pathway.
4: Yeah, and and I think that's the way it's going to have to be. A big game. Uh, we'll preview that game coming up after the break. But uh, Brandon Woodruff is uh, there's a guy you want, one of the two that you want, him and him and Burns. Burns went to the IL prior to uh, today's action. Ryan Healy called up, and uh, J.P. Fireisen was the 29th man. Each doubleheader gets one of those. But uh, Woody, that's, uh, hey, coming into the season, opening day starter, he's your ace, and he's in a must-win situation. So you'll just have to go, go with Woody. Now, Wainwright, on the other hand, I don't know where this resurgence season came from, but it's here. he's having a fine season. If he's got that curveball working, it's going to be tough. Guys, it is. Woody's got to stand toe-to-toe and and hold serve and give the offense any chance they can get. But it's back to nine chances, a nine-inning game tomorrow. We'll get to the scoreboard and find out who punched their ticket for the first time since Dusty Baker. That's next here on The Fan.
3: It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Postgame Show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on the fan.
4: Okay, well, there's a team in the Central celebrating again. Yeah, the Chicago Cubs punched their ticket some days ago, and now you have the Cincinnati Reds and David Bell and a bunch of former Brewers punching their ticket into the postseason. What happened in Minnesota?
1: In Minnesota, as
4: mentioned before,
1: the Reds clinched their playoff spot for the first time since 2013 after taking down Minnesota tonight seven to two was the final. Go figure, former Brewer Mike Moustakis hit two home runs tonight, finishing with three RBIs. There's going to be a trend tonight for all these games with former Brewers. The Brewers now sit two games behind the Reds and the Cardinals in the NL Central. The Philadelphia Phillies lost tonight to the Tampa Bay Rays. Six to four was the final. Our guy, Brett Phillips, leading the race tonight with his second home run of the season. Phillips also drove in another run during the game to finish with two runs on the game. So the Phillies are currently tied with the Brewers in the wild card race, a game and a half behind the Giants as of now. And shout out to Miami Marlins, who clinched a playoff spot tonight for the first time since 2003 wow. after they beat the New York Yankees tonight 4-3. to Former Brewers Garrett Cooper hit his sixth home run of the season and his 20th RBI, Jesus Aguilar, also drove in his 34th RBI as well of the season. And in game one in San Francisco, the giants won game one five to four against the Padres. Chris Paddock got the loss. He is now four and five this year. And currently as of now in game two, the Padres lead still three to two top of the six, two outs as of now.
4: Yeah, we need that game to hold right there. So the brewers just uh, still in the balance here a little bit, as long as they win tomorrow and Sunday, I think there's a chance they get in, Sam. I really do.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, I'm uh, tired of people acting like we're four games out and already eliminated.
4: No, they're they're not. They're they're still alive. And and you know, you talk about uh, little margin uh, of error here. There's little margin of error for sure. And and Brent Suter said it. Eric Sogard said it the other day. Craig Council said it tonight. You gotta win both games. Very rare that that a baseball uh, team says. To win multiple games, it's always the game right in front of them. Well, that's uh, that's changed now. You, Craig Council said it. you got to win them both here and see what happens. Hey, by the way, one more thing. Is that Mattingly that's celebrated in New York at Yankee Stadium? Oh, man, I didn't even <laughs> realize that. How weird is that? <laughs> that, is, that is strange, isn't it? Wow. All right, so it's uh, Woody and Wainwright tomorrow. And uh, we've got the Peller Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show. That'll get you ready for game four of this five-game series. And not liking some of these Cardinals games. Just not liking them. They're just back and forth, back and forth. Uh, it is uh, That's at 5 o'clock. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Baby Shade and Blind post-game show. Believe it or not, Rami may be on elimination night tomorrow. He's going to be filling in for us, Sam. I believe so. I've got a big band event. Uh, However, if the Brewers had been in clinch situation, I would have worked. And then that would have upset a lot of people. But (laughs) since they're not, they'll win that ball game. I'll try and check in tomorrow night. Uh, after the game with Rami and the gang. All right, for Sam Schmitz, my name is Tim Allen. I'll see you Sunday morning, Fantasy Football Weekly. It's week three, Fantasy Football Weekly, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. For Sam Schmitz, Tim Sand, smile Milwaukee. The world will smile back.